Welcome to Chase Across Your Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. Starring your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, Chris Lowe, and Chase Sledgehammer, Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network. Now for your host, Jenny Nicasio. Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on the UPRN Radio FM 105.3 Network. Thank you, (laughs) New Orleans, where we discuss anything. I tell you what, you think it was a full moon tonight. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe. I'm Jenny Nicasio along with my co-host, Sean Kelly, Jason I am Petro, and Trisha Mova Fabulous. <laughs> Happy Torture Tuesday. Happy Torture Tuesday. Uh, it's one of those, it's gonna be one of those. I can tell already. Fabulous. What? You think it was a full moon? Well, we're still um, on the full moon, aren't we? Sort of it's almost it's almost gone, but anyways, I think it's gonna be a good night tonight. Um Oh, wow. Talk about heavy sigh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know why my hair is standing up? It's because I was working on an electrical outlet. And, uh, you, you, can do it without, you can do it without turning the power off, and this is what, what happens. What's that, what's that, what's that character? Uh, Heatmeister? Is that what it looks Mr. like? <laughs> kind of looks like Marv from uh, Home Alone. Yeah. He's electrocuted in the basement. Oh, that's, definitely... that's my favorite scene. Absolutely. Well, did you guys all have a good the St. Patrick's Day? Yes, I did. And Sean, did you find any leprechauns? <laughs> yeah, it's downstairs in my room. Hey, before we say goodbye tonight, I want to talk about a really cool book I found, and they're sponsoring this part of the show. And they have a YouTube channel too, which I find to be very scary. I checked them out. So I want you guys to check them out too. And thank you for sponsoring this part of the show. Um, before we say goodbye, I want to mention them. Um, the new reality paranormal featuring empath and sensitive Cody Fortune and medium Sean Adam. They take you along on a terrifying investigation of the farmhouse, a sinister building with a past of bloodshed and pain. As they investigate the crumbling building, their equipment picks up and unimaginable responses. You know how that is, Sean and Jason. Voices, shadow people, and much more. And I want you to check out their YouTube channel. I found it to be so interesting and so scary. Some of the stuff they pick up is really cool. The New Reality Paranormal YouTube page. Subscribe. Check out their book. I have a link on the website and in the bio and show notes. And you can find it on Amazon on the farmhouse. And that is so cool. But I want to thank you guys again. We're going to try to get them on the show. That's going to be cool. So hopefully we'll keep your finger crossed that we get them on the show. I'm really excited about it, guys. Thanks again. I chained the bastard well, up. Kick your brother so. out of there. Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, I chained the little bastard up. And I got oh, my pot Jesus of gold. Christ. I did. Was Mary it a little Joseph bastard or was it, was it a little bastard or was it a big bastard? No, it was a little three foot bastard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, I bet our guests. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me. I bet We've already guests... talked about Jesus and bastards all in the same way. Like <clears> absolutely. Yeah, definitely. This is why it's called Torture Tuesday, <laughs> right, Jason? <laughs> but I think our guests have seen a lot of leprechauns. Maybe. I don't know. But. He has written a number of books about legendaries, beings such as Bigfoot, dragons, thunderbirds, and sea monsters, giants, and more. And he's also wrote a book titled The Mythical People of Ireland, 
which covered the doula, I think that's how you say, Dala, Mana, Mana, I don't know, Druids and Leprechaun and Elves. <laughs> Marty Edelton is back on the show. Good evening, Hi, Marty. Marty. Hi, guys. Marty, good welcome. Good to see you all again. Nice Hi, to see you. Great. And ladies and gentlemen, he's a, he's a good one for little people. So it's a good show after St. Patrick's Day with all the Leprechauns. And even more interesting, Marty, and you talk about the very small people. I'll call them small people because I don't know if they'd be offended if I said it called them little people. I don't know if they would, but you believe you believe that legends of the little people exist all over the world. And we'll cover some of those reports that you mentioned in your books. Um, and I want to ask you a question right off the back before we get really into it. Um <clears throat> Now, the little people, I wrote some notes down. Where did the legends start from? And are they little people, not dwarfs, like the typical dwarfs that we see nowadays? Is their body parts um, proportionate or are they unproportionate? Go ahead, Marty. You got the floor. Well, it depends on the legend, but there are legends all around the world of people who were about three feet tall. Now, there are some other stories of, of fairies that were a lot shorter but you should really go back to the forerunner race the forerunner race before any of the little people or the druids or fairies were the twatha dedanan have you guys heard of the twatha dedanan yeah mm-hmm. yeah the twatha dedanan were the legendary race in ireland that came from the other world mm-hmm and a lot of the legends said that their palaces and houses were below different hills. But a lot of the stories about the other world indicate that it's some type of parallel dimension. And so anyway, the Twatha Dedana were the forerunners of little people. As far as we know, the oldest legends go back to Ireland and the British Isles. And so that's where I think the legend originated from. But if you look at the size of them, one of the have you there's there was recent archaeological discovery in the last 10 years called the Flores people in Indonesia. Maybe you've heard of the Flores people, yeah. They, they now, isn't there some kind of uh controversy? Didn't they kind of they found a skull, but um, weren't they talking about that the bones were not right comparable to? Well, I, th- I think they found several skeletons, so they know the Flores people existed who happened to be about three feet tall, but. The question is, do they exist now or just in his past history? Because there are legends of people seeing them in the present era, but most of the archaeological evidence says that they lived about 50, at least 50,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of question about that. But I think it's really interesting that all of the legends of the little people have them mostly being three feet tall. And we're talking American Indians. We're talking... Hawaiian legends, and we're talking about legends in Europe and the British Isles, even in the Middle East. So I thought it was really interesting. Of all of the legendary beings or animals, this is the only one that seems to show some type of archaeological evidence. I thought that's pretty cool. So they have evidence, they have bones then? Yes, skeletons of the Flores people. Archaeologists found those in one of the islands of Indonesia. You can look it up. And they were three feet tall. Now, was their body parts proportionate or was there, would they have smaller arms? I, I think they were fairly proportionate. 
I think they were fairly proportioned. I mean, I, I can't find, I don't have a picture of the skeleton to look, but I think, I think they were. Uh, so when, when, well, I was, uh, cause that, that intrigued me when I found out we were going to talk about the Florians. Um, the bones, I saw a picture of it. I caught it on uh, the internet and the arms are like really, really long and the skull is kind of small. Okay. And, and they were saying, the archaeologists down there, that there's a big thing going on where they think that the, uh, they're like different bones, you know, making up this for you. And, and the skull that you see is a woman. It's a woman's skull, and they call her Flo. Flo. Well, I hadn't heard, hadn't heard that controversy. I suppose that's possible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, but again, there are there are also stories of people in those islands who claim to have seen those little people mm-hmm. in the current day. Oh, they then, actually seen them. Yeah, and that, if you go if you go around the world, there's different legends, like the Menahune in Hawaii. In fact, there's a fish pond there called the Menahune Fish Pond, and those are, there's books about those little people mm-hmm. and the Indians, American Indians, like the Mohegans, I think it is. I've got several different Indian tribes in one of my books who all talked about being familiar with little people, tribes, and civilizations. And then, of course, you get to Ireland and the numerous legends there about little people. And so, like many things, I look at patterns. And if there's a pattern saying that there were people all over the world and different stories say the same thing, I tend to give it some credibility. Um, that, 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 that does sound interesting. Um, what, what you just said, but now these little people, like you were talking from another dimension and, or parallel dimension, right? Right. Those, uh, floor flow. Could she have come from one of those? I don't know, but I'll tell you why I talk about another dimension because it's called the other world. And there's lots of historical documents about the other world. And the idea of the other world is that this is where the Twatha de Danon and where many of these little people came from. And the reason I think it's another dimension is because time seems to flow at a different rate. And if you, if you believe in the multiverse, which a lot of physicists do these days, you would expect that some of the physical properties of it would be slightly different than here. Mm-hmm. So, it's very possible time could flow at a different rate. There are stories in Ireland of people who went to the other world. I mean, humans who went to the other world and they thought they only stayed a short time, like days or weeks. And they came back and centuries had passed. And sometimes they had properties on their, that they'd acquired there that caused them to die when they came back. So that's why I think that there might be another dimension involved here. And just as an aside, uh, the stories I've done about dragons and Thunderbirds and Bigfoot, they all seem to indicate that they're real, but where did they come from? We don't have any locations for them. So one of my theories is maybe they also came from another dimension. Maybe it was the same dimension. Maybe it was a different dimension. Mm -hmm. I know that's getting pretty far out, but I don't know how you account for a lot of these sightings of all of these things and and then we can't find where they actually resided. How many other so, people call it the other world? Sorry, Trish. 
of the other world. That's a common name in many historical documents about the Toth of Dedan and about the fairies that they live from the came from the other world. Now, some people <laughs> also say that they live in hills and that there's different hills where mm-hmm. you go, go. They go into the hill and they live in palaces or they live underneath the hill. But that may also be the connection to the other world. In fact, like one of the fairy stories from the 1860s were some people who saw a bunch of short little people or fairies dancing on a hill. And as they got to the top, they danced around the top of the hill and then disappeared. So did they go inside the hill or did they go to the other world? We Maybe there's some kind know. of a, like whole, like, you know how in the little mystical show movies like Peter Pan and Tinkerbell and they could go through trees and they could just, mm-hmm. well, she's one of the famous fairies, Tinkerbell. Yes. And so it's a really so interesting subject. I was going to say, uh, so in, in the, uh, I guess, pagan and witches community, obviously, the Tuatha Tuath Danan, 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 it's <laughs> sorry, um, has, uh, you know, there's, there's beliefs that the four horsemen of the apocalypse originated with them in our beliefs. And, um, of course, in, in Ireland and Scotland, um, there's also Midgard, um, Mm -hmm. which is an, an actual place. And so, uh, um, you'll hear people talking about, um, interdimensional days and, and, uh, portal days. Today is one of them. Actually, it's, it's a 22 is a master number. Um, so from the 20th through the 22nd, typically you'll, and if you look in news reports, if you look, um, aside from being people being crazy, usually because of the, you know, the full moon falls on that time. A lot of these spiritual beings or interdimensional beings travel on these portal days. So either, and it's usually the new moon or the full moon. And so these portal days now how they do it is using other elements so a lot of times it can be through trees or water or hills um but it it also uh revolves around ley lines yes i and i i know jen you wanted me to hold off on druids but could i, could I mention those because of no Tristan? go right ahead <laughs> so one of my books was on the druids i got interested in them because they also were supposedly descended from the twath of Dedanan. And we don't know a lot about the Druids except from like old Roman stories and mm-hmm. things well, like that in prehistory. The the Druids, um, it, it's part of their beliefs. Um, that's that's part of my ancestors. Um, to they were, they didn't believe in writing things down. Right. They believed in um, passing information and knowledge down through through storytelling and voices. Yes. So, the thing I wanted to say though, Trish, is that. The Druids have a lot of similarity to what I think are modern witchcraft practices. Maybe they were yes. the forerunner of, of witches. Oh, I'm Absolutely. sure they were. Yeah. Yeah. They have the same holiday celebrate today. They also yeah. had a lot of herbal medicine that they did. They also had a lot to do with prophecy. And but I you have know some ancestors. Else, you know what else was cool with the Druids back at that time? They were considered elite people, too. Yes, they, they were the high-level priests 
or and teachers and stuff like that. Yeah, but they. And were... I would I would like to think that I have some ancestry to them because I've had a lot of prophecy in my life, and my ancestors came from Ireland and Scotland. So, mm -hmm. I, and there were some other powers that the Druids had too, but telepathic. What? They're, I was told that they were telepathic. Yes. And the no, my thing is, how did they, why did they worship trees? I mean, were they, did they believe that the person actually died and went into a tree, like spirit? They talk a lot about the spirit of the trees and how different trees have different spirits. Mm -hmm. Maybe, Trish, you could elaborate on some of that. Well, um, trees are most they are the most connected to the source to to the earth as far as anything on the surface because they have the longest roots mm -hmm. so anything that ha you know it's kind of like grounding and things like that mm -hmm. anything that has um that lives a long time and has very strong roots um will be more closely connected to the source so a lot of um you see it in, in especially so many sci-fi movies and stuff now, the trees, um, and, and even in, in witchcraft and um, as far as trees being able to carry curses and things like that. And that's why, because you, it, it's one of the few things you can, it regrows its limbs, you know, it can, it can continually um, seed other trees throughout its life. Mm -hmm. So the, and it 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 keeps a visual it keeps a storyline you know if you cut a tree and you see the tree rings there's that tells a lot about every everything in its timeline so it's it's like a book or or you know kind of like our akashic record but it's it's a living record of its entire environment um scientists yes. have found that you can you can tell anything that went on in the environment anything that you know catastrophes things like that that happened based on tree rings yes and when i was reading about druids they had a lot of different types of trees not only for medicine but trees in their rituals they were very tightly connected to the trees and Mainly some of the oak. yes that's a big one and mm -hmm. a lot of the visualizations have to do with visualizing your roots connecting to the earth because the Druids have different meditational visualizations. It all seems to be connected. I wanted to mention one other aspect that seems to apply both to the little people and possibly to the Druids and other small beings is if the Flores people existed, and I see, Sean, there is some question about that, but if they existed and they lived 50,000 years ago, maybe they were a much more advanced race than we are today. And maybe they developed psychic and paranormal abilities that allowed them to do a couple of things, like become invisible to humans mm -hmm. or to shift between dimensions. Because okay. that's supposedly one of the spiritual abilities a person can acquire is to shift between dimensions. Again, going back to the uh, Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. And it all seems connected because maybe that's how they avoid people and maybe that's where they really live and maybe they they come from there so i think so it's is, really fascinating so is it possible that the, the floridian people could have been um aliens the 40s 
Yeah. The little people. I've heard of the Fordians. I don't know that much about them. No, no, I no, mean, no, no, no. You're talking about the little people in Indonesia, right? Oh, the Florian, the Florians. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I misheard. I'm sorry, you. I'm from Pittsburgh. I, I speak <laughs> okay. But um, Good down there. Down they have their there own language. Africa. But um, no. So if they are, let's just say they are from another dimension. Okay, could it not be that they are an alien race? That's possible. I mean, if 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 people if beings originated from another dimension then by definition, they'd be an alien race. Mm -hmm. Not alien through space and time, but alien through alternative dimensions. Okay. Again, the multiverse is a very popular concept among physicists today. And there's different theories about how they might exist. And for people who aren't familiar with the multiverse, it's basically the idea that there are many different dimensions, I guess is the best, biggest word, that have different physical properties, different fundamental constants that we do, like time might run differently or some atomic constants might be different. And some people think there are infinite number of universes. And they, some people also think that those universes might, some of them be connected and have portals to us. Mm -hmm. Now, one of my other books, remember we talked about time travel. Mm -hmm. and I also did a book on dimensional travel there seem to be portals both for time warps and for dimensional warps. So again, I, I'm going by the consistency of evidence of stories of people who've reported dimensional transference there and back or ending up in our dimension, which was different from where they thought they came from. So I've done that before by like, not on purpose. <laughs> what's so, your story? Uh... Yeah, really. <laughs> oh man. So um it was uh three no two thousand eighteen. Two thousand two thousand nineteen. Um and my kids and I, you know, I was it, it was like the town and everything in my surroundings um was the same aside from the I, I had always seen spirits and aliens and stuff on a normal basis, but this was like an entire town full. My entire town changed, if that makes sense. It wasn't, yes. it was almost my environment, but everything was off. And there were more um, otherworldly beings. And, um, and it was normal to them. You know, I was freaking out. I thought I was going crazy or having some sort of a breakdown. And, um, they're looking at me like I was crazy, you know, like what, what's wrong with her. So then a few days later, um, when this, this probably went on for three days and, and it was between the, the 20th and 22nd of one year. And, um, when I, I guess somehow got out of that portal or came back to rally, something happened. Um, there were some people that thought we had been missing for like a week when I'm like, what? wait, what? <laughs> there was only three days that went by, you know? Um, and, and so it was very odd to me that um, that's the only way I can explain it because uh, otherwise I don't know what else. I, I mean, obviously in abductions and, and things like that, people miss time, but this wasn't, this was different than that. This was that's um, really cool. Can I an ask entire you, world. let me ask you a couple questions if you don't mind. Sure. How, how did you, 
transfer? I mean, was it conscious? Was it unconscious? No, Did you no, feel it was anything? completely unconscious. No. Yeah, I, I, I guess coming back per se, um, I kind of, there was like a, sh I could consciously feel a shift after day three or whatever. Ah. But prior, before that, absolutely not. Although I was not back then, um, back then I, I was still very, um, I, I did not embrace my gifts. I wasn't, um, I was very religious. I was very, um, I didn't, I wasn't as open-minded and things. So, so things like that can't, I mean, you know, for a normal person that could break someone's mind because, because there's no explanation for the things that, that went on. You know, there's no, um, yeah, these are tip. This is typical of the stories I've read. Like people, some young girls might be driving and suddenly the road changes dramatically or they find themselves yeah. on an unpaved area or one woman had the same thing. She went, she entered a town that she knew and it was different. Yeah. And then when she go back out, it, it, things were normal again. That's um, sort of like stranger things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it was like, it was like a mirror almost of my town, but there were other things in it <laughs> and nothing, nothing was the same, you know, nothing. I wouldn't even go to my house during that time. I wouldn't, uh, I was terrified, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what to do, but it, it wasn't until I didn't, I finally left town. And I think that's what, what did it, you know, that, well, I don't know if that's what I, now looking back, I don't know if that's what caused the shift or did, did, if did it happened during the daytime or nighttime. It was during the day. During the day, that's a it wasn't on a road. Like, I know a lot of people have their experiences driving down a road and they get nope. sort of like tunnel vision and then everything shifts. That's that's happened before, too. And and I, but this wasn't this was a, a long period of time, you know. People in the real, or I guess this this reality thought thought we were gone for like the school was calling, wondering where my kids wow. were at. And, yeah. and one of those was a snow day, so I'm like. <laughs> They weren't gone. They were only gone a day. What are they talking about? You know, I had no idea. I had they no thought, idea. They thought you were gone for a week. Yeah. See, another and, time. Uh, the time ran differently where you went to. Right, and to me, it was only a few days. You know, yes. I, and so it made no sense to me um, what had happened or or what. And and no, it was it was during the day. It was we had just gotten back from church, um, and. A lot of, a lot of, and now that I, I'm more advanced and in, in actually embracing and working with these things, um, a lot of people will say, um, you'll hear about this on different spiritual journeys and retreats and things like that. People purposely and consciously shift into different dimensions. Yeah. Um, and, and there's one thing between shifting into like the fifth dimension and things like that. That's that's much more attainable for humans, but I'm talking like entire different, <laughs> like different realities. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of spiritual people who per consciously do that through, um, gosh, there's, there's breathing techniques, there's singing yoga. Um, mm -hmm. but it's very advanced in that conscious ability, conscientious ability, I guess. Right. And the, um, the dates you said were around the 22nd. Mm -hmm. Was it a major holiday? Nope. Okay. 
I've just noticed, you know, it, it's the same thing when when people get downloads um, or channeling or when you have, um, you'll notice um, around haunted places or cemeteries or, or anything like that, certain dates and certain planetary alignment, um, especially with the... When you go back into symbols and numbers, numerology and sacred geometry and things like that, if you combine all of that, um, it creates um, these portals and vortexes and things. And um, I'm sure there's much worse to be in, you know, if you accidentally fall into one of those. Um, Because I, I, you know, like you said, I, I, I had gone through the woods and stuff and ended up a few feet away or you know other side of the hill or whatever that was one thing but that was within the same few hours you know this was an entire um this was days and and it wasn't just my imagination you know my family friends everything were aware of it like we went somewhere so yeah the druids celebrate their holidays and say that at those times of the year the uh there are portals that open mm-hmm. between the different dimensions and i guess witchcraft modern witchcraft says the same thing yep so. this past weekend austera um yule is the same thing it's it's a lot of the equinoxes um but again that that also has to do with the moon and the sun and um planetary alignments as well that's a fascinating story yeah, that was a pr- pretty interesting story on that one. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Jason, what are your thoughts on the little people and the druids and fairies? Yeah, Jason. Well, you know, uh, while we're talking about little people and everything, this takes me back to when I was a kid. Uh, we're talking like 30 years ago. My grandma would always tell me about the little people and like leprechauns and stuff that are in the woods. And you know, now that we're talking about it, you know, I do have some questions, but I remember, you know, we would go in the woods, like searching for them, you know, like, you know, find the gold, whatever. (laughs) And I remember there would be like old tree stumps that would have these neatly carved, like it almost looked like seats in them. As weird as that sounds, which everybody probably thinks I'm nuts, but it looked like, you know, if you carved like a mini chair into these stumps of old trees, and then you'd find all these like, perfectly round rocks you know laid close by and stuff um so you were talking about them being dimensional is it possible that some people are more susceptible to seeing these little people from the other dimension like say such as my grandma because like i said we're going back 30 years you know there wasn't internet and stuff like that to play around with you know and i'm sure grandma didn't even know how to use it if it was around you know uh but I'm just kind of wondering if that might be the case. Maybe maybe that's what happened. I don't know. You know, see what you yeah, think. Yeah, Jason, you're, I agree totally. Um, people have different spiritual abilities. Some people are more spiritually evolved than others. And there are many cases of people who see other beings or see little people even today. So I think that's absolutely right. Your Your grandmother had some type of sight, some type of ability to do that there's a lot of things in our environment which we don't know because we can't even perceive them right well sure why not yeah 
it's just it's kind of just coming together like making sense now you know talking to you and hearing hearing about how it's all dimensional and then it's like wow i remember you know my grandmother talking about this you know 30 years ago when i was a kid and we you know we were mm-hmm. trying to hunt them down and stuff and i never saw them but she's seen them you know claims to have seen them a few times so that that's a uh, really fascinating you know, like like one of the anomalies that i'm aware of I, I did some research for a book on bigfoot okay and i'm sure you're all pretty familiar with bigfoot stories but if you look at a map in north america there have really actually been thousands of sightings literally thousands of sightings over the last century of bigfoot in different places around the country but there's only a couple of stories of possible places they live the shelters they made and stuff like that if these bigfoots exist how can they not be found how can they not be observed? Well, you could say, well, all these people were crazy, but several thousand people, several thousand people had to have seen something. Yeah, so I've, where I've, did those beings I, go? Yeah, I totally believe that these people have seen Bigfoot, but I'm a little skeptic when I, when you talk about fairies and, and stuff like that. Like, I can see people actually, I mean, I've read stories like Missing 411 and the Canaan Project, that they've talked about people actually seeing Bigfoot like up close and personal. They smelt him. They mm-hmm. heard heard it. Right. They've got pictures. and But the fairies thing, I, I cannot. I've, I got a story. Oh, everybody get your snacks together. I got a story. I got to step off for a second. Okay. I'll wait for you, Matt, Mark. We'll be here. Well, I'll do my, um, I'll do our sponsor while he steps out. Okay. We can do that. Didn't mean to do that. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? We're going to go ahead and do old timey crimey. Let me go ahead and get that. This segment is brought to you by Old Timey Crimey, a historical true crime podcast hosted by Chrissy and Amber. They have over 150 episodes ranging from the infamous crimes like those at Jackalope River. They dig into the wild and weird with details and facts. What I like about this show is their humor and energy while telling a great crime story. There's so many to choose from. If you enjoyed our paranormal investigation shows with crime history, you're going to love old-timey crimey. True crime is better in black and white. With over 150 episodes from full length to bonus mini episodes, plenty to binge on. You can find a link on our social media platforms and a sample on our website. Old-timey crimey, where they know the good old days weren't always good. And we have one more. Might as well do it now. And get it out of the way because we need our sponsors and we love our sponsors. So you're going to love them too. Just give me one more second and I'm going to go ahead and do hydronate. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here we go. <clears throat> Sound it out. Sound it out. <laughs> you having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022? I found the product for you. I want to tell you about an electrolyte powder I found. Hydronic hydration powder packets. It's loaded with vitamins and minerals, but with no added sugar, something that is keto friendly and healthy. I love the fact that it has elderberry, which has an immune boosting property for support during cold and flu season. I can bring it to the gym. It's little packets fit right in my gym bag and you can take it traveling. So it's delicious and leaves me feeling refreshed 
after a workout instead of drained like I usually do. You can find Hydronic Hydration on Amazon and a link in my bio and website, hydroniquehydration.com. It's packed with minerals and vitamins. Check it out. I give it five stars. <laughs> Thank you, sponsors. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so where were we, guys? I have a story. Yes, you got your story. Pat's got a story. We got our cups cups of coffee and Rice Krispies treats. We're ready to go. Okay, go for it. (laughs) When um, I was separated from my wife, um, I lived over in Pleasant Hills at an apartment complex. And they had, out in the complex, they had gardens that they planted, you know, tomatoes and stuff like that, flowers and stuff like that. And, And they had a bench there that you could sit. So my son was about seven years old, seven or eight. And we went out there. It was a nice evening, um, like early April, early middle of April. And we're sitting there and all of a sudden he says, Daddy, 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 look at look at all the little bright lights floating around. Look at all the bright lights that were in this garden, right? And I said, hmm, that's pretty interesting. And this is when I was getting starting to get into the you know the meditation and stuff like that and i'm thinking that's crazy and all you see is these little sprites just going around like this i think we heard the story yeah and then i don't think marty heard and then um what happened was the next morning we came out and there's a fairy ring a perfect circle fairy ring with mushrooms and then normally surrounded by mushrooms yes And then we were up at Gettysburg, me, Russ, and Zan, and a friend of mine. And we were in the RV park. And the very we woke up, and the next morning, there was a fairy ring right next to the RV. So oh my God. then they exist. <laughs> well, if you – so I, I – Here's here's what you all all of you should do when you, because I I mean I can see them if you raise your vibration to their level a lot of people that makes tired and stuff though so you have to be careful with that but if you're in the woods on one of these you know little adventures and you come upon what you think might be you know if you come upon um, like a tree with with a seat carved in it Jason or or you know, the same thing like a fairy ring or mushrooms. Um, it's it's much easier to do with bigger trees, you know. So if you see really old hardwood trees in a ring and you start taking pictures, when you even, you know, like iPhone has live pictures now, so you can actually slow a, a lot of times. If you take a picture and you see an orb or something on the live photos, what I've noticed, if you because you can play that, if you slow it down, you can see them because they're any type of interdimensional being their their merkaba is it, it's like their 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 light source their soul source <clears throat> travels faster than the human eye can see so we just see them as orbs or as like you know little light beings but a camera can capture that now when i do yeah. that i see little insects with wings <laughs> when you slow it down mm-hmm Oh, but, but, like, but they look like like oh, an insect with the wings that you think are I'd fair. like to mention. 
about ball lightning, which might be related to this. By the way, if I can mention my website, mkeddingtonbooks.com, M-K-E-T-T-I-N-G-T-O-N-B-O-K-S.com. And my books on this are mainly in my the, um, the category of legendary beings. Anyway, I did a book on ball lightning. And ball lightning, For the, are you guys familiar with the concept of ball lightning? No. Yeah, I've seen it by railroad. I've heard stories inside. about it. There are hundreds of years of sightings. Some even go back a thousand years of people who've seen ball lightning. There's lots of scientific inquiries about ball lightning, especially from Germany. And basically, it's it's usually during thunderstorms, but not always the case when these glowing balls appear and they can float into a house or right come out right out of the floor and there's all sorts of stories about people who've seen ball lightning. There's even some videos on YouTube about ball lightning. Anyway, the reason I mention that is there are also orbs like this that you were talking about, Trish, that are seen in swamps. And there's also, there's different phenomena that seem to be related to it. One of the really cool things about ball lightning, not in all cases, but in many cases, people observe them coming up to them, floating there and then going away. Or oh, almost Australians. like an intelligent. Yes. These Australians saw a bunch of ball lightnings circle around them for a while and then go off. So there does seem to be some type of intelligence there. And I'm wondering if that might be another form of the fairies or related to the fairies in some manner, because there seems to be some kind of conscious intent there. And so, yeah. I think it's more maybe spirits. I can see a spirit doing that, but I don't know. Why? Why? If you if you believe in trees and you know you have a thing for trees, Jen. I believe in you... tree spirits, meaning I then I believe why, in then, human beings. Why could you not believe in fairies? Fairies uh, oh. is so out there. I mean, I can see like spirits going into like truids that these old like an old like a soul that goes into the tree there was an old story once um sort of like that one movie with a tree that the boy that came to life from a tree i wrote a short story about a a, i guess it was a couple and the, the the husband was a tree he was like a like a sort of like a tree trimmer and he he was injured he cut his arm and he bled to death and the blood, his blood went into the tree. Mm-hmm. He became part of the tree. His spirit became part of the tree. Yeah. I can see that, but yeah, the fairies, I just can't wrap myself around fairies. I, when I see the little things flying around, sure, I want to believe they're fairies, but they're, to me, they're insects with Wings, hi Gina. <laughs> what about the tooth fairy? Yeah, do you believe about, in the tooth no. fairy? No, I don't. It, believe it, it, tell me if fairy. I'm wrong here, Trish. Honestly, tooth fairy brings you money. Yeah, yeah I know. I got a rich one. Usually, yeah. fairies, the whites and stuff like that, they're down close to the ground. They're not up in the sky, correct? Sean actually saw uh, lightning bugs. It, no, because it's more. No, yeah, it's lightning. More, I can see lightning bugs. No, 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 no. It's your nature. Like there is a basis of truth, e- e- even cartoons and kid shows down stuff like the rocks that, you know, Sean, you were talking about gargoyles go back. Those are all stone I believe in gargoyles. entities. 
Now, um, what movie was it on Trolls where they, the grandpas, the the rocks, and they they come, you know, they come to life every time she comes around or whatever, things like that. So, all of that is is related to the to nature elements, elementals, I guess. So, um, but as far as I, I was going to say, Jenny, it, as far as fairies go, I think the problem with humans and not being open-minded about these things is because of Hollywood and everything else and fairy tales. And, you know, everybody thinks that fairies are going to be these pretty little sparkly beings. I, I think we, if you go into it with an expectation of how they're supposed to look opposed to, you know, in my belief, I think that, that all interdimensional beings and, and, uh, you know, spiritual like fairy tale creatures and stuff like that i think all of that uh, of all of that as um extraterrestrials just different yeah, breeds I and races see that and i can see so race, but not just like yeah so if you think of a fairy as like a, maybe they do look like insects you know maybe that's well, their i see race. them maybe that's... insects and i don't see them carrying light streams of lights you know <laughs> walking think, around with decorating the trees outside an important aspect of this are trees. Now, a lot of us think that trees have a level of consciousness. Now, yeah, I do. Have yeah. you ever sat down at a very old tree, like an old oak, and meditated trying yeah. to feel the consciousness yes. of it? I've done I, this on the base of sequoias and redwoods out here in California. And I can tell you that you start to feel the wisdom of one of these beings that's thousands of years old. And they can so, heal you too. They can heal you. They, they can. It's been proven by science now that they trees can one hundred percent communicate as well. Absolutely, I've communicated yes. with one. Well, no, so all of your plants, all of your plants can. Do you so think the trees happen. can make stuff happen, like in the movie The Happening? Yeah, like yes. a chemical and make people just like kill yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yes. Well, think about it. Trees, trees, trees were here on Earth million years ago before man existed. And trees have a different vibrational level, I'd say. But if trees are conscious, maybe they're also evolved intelligent beings. And that could be a big reason why the Druids use them in a lot of their rituals. Right. Because well, different also, trees have different properties. Sean, what if what if that means that like uh, houses are actually haunted from tree spirits and not uh, people that's, spirits? Because houses that's are what I was going wood. To, very possible, brother. That's what I was going to say. Because yeah. we might find uh, okay. Well, if you think <laughs> of so, like a human, you know, a human, like a, a a woman, right? When we have babies, even whether they, um, you know, even if if a person were to have like a, a miscarriage or stillbirth or whatever, um, during that time. They, we actually are connected. They create brain cells that travel like to that woman's brain cells that, that's held there her entire life. So she will always have that connection regardless. That's, that's actually a recent discovery in science. So if you think of trees in the same aspect, as far as every little splinter, every branch, every piece of wood that's been made, you know, into something else. And that's, that's a lot of the Druid beliefs in which witches and everything else, how, why we're very mindful of the wood we burn or um, houses or whatever is built by them because um, that energy is carried on. So if a person is hung from a tree, anything oh, yeah. created from that tree is, is essentially going to have a negative energy. 
anything, oh, you know, even going back in the days when they used to stake people on trees, same thing. Um, they have found bodies buried in trees, you know, so a house, oh, say, say somebody was hung from a tree or, you know, it was a hanging tree and many people were hung from it back in the day and then they cut it down and they build a house from it. Of course that house is going to be haunted. Damn straight. I agree. And Let's I know that trees have feelings too. And this, this is a true story. So I'd go out to South Park and I meditate out there and I was sitting under not, not an oak tree, but it, it was a locust tree. It was. And it was like 80 degrees, no rain, nothing like that. And it was a beautiful evening. And so I'm there meditating. And all of a sudden, I feel, you know, drops of water coming on my head, right? I'm thinking, what the hell? Is it raining? It wasn't raining. And and I believe that tree was sorrow and that tree was crying. I really believe that. I've heard that tree stuff was like that. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I can I can see that because I was trying to tell you guys before the show, I used to have a sunset maple tree that I adored. I mean, this tree just I, I wanted to be next to it. I wanted to touch it. We had to cut it down because it got struck by lightning. We tried everything to save the tree. And there was so much sorrow when it was when we had to have them come and cut it down. It's the clouds broke open and it rained like crazy. But I was so heartbroken. It was like my best friend died. I mean, I was very depressed over it. I cried. And then when we were going back over to look at the trees, I want to share this picture with Marty. Do you see a face? To, I see two faces in this tree. This is a tree. And this is this is my tree that I love. But I'm going to see if you can see the. Um, do you see the two faces in the tree? I'm waiting. Can you see it? Can you bring it in, Jen? Yes, I see the face in front for sure. I see two faces in this tree. I see one here and then I see one here. But this is the tree that... Um, oh, that you didn't cut that? That looks like a real face. No, we, I end up, we end up cutting down the whole tree. There was nothing left from the tree. There was nothing left. And there's another picture where, we, where it was struck by lightning and we tried to save the tree. <clears throat> Let me see if I can pull that one up. That's the most coherent face in a tree I've ever seen. That's yeah, really... it's kind of scary, isn't it? <laughs> but there's another there's another one um, that we <clears throat> let me see if I can pull that one up. The tree, this is the tree. This is the, where we try to save the tree. You can I don't know if you can see a band aid that we yeah. made. Oh, I did that to one of my backyard ratchet oh. strap. I was so upset when we had to cut this tree down, but I'm telling you, this tree healed my legs i had I, my legs were numb um my dog flipped me in the yard do you ever have one of those retractable leashes and um he saw a rabbit and the, it went it took off and i literally you see those videos where the people actually go midair and they flip flip up and hit yes that's, that's what happened to me and i my legs were numb for like two years and then i was watching um that movie about with uh who was that one woman jennifer gardner was starring in it her daughter fell through the the hollow of the tree and was healed so i went outside and i said what if this would happen with me so i said what if i just touched the tree so i touched the tree and i said to myself i believe you can heal me just like your branches are antennas to heaven so i looked up and the next day on the part where i touched the tree 
there was an eye. And then when I went closer to the tree, I saw like a, <clears throat> like a face on the tree. Oh, wow. And it was so amazing that, and I said, you know, what? I'm going to get on the elliptical. And I got on the elliptical that day and my legs weren't numb. And I did it again the next day and the next day. And from that time, that day forward, my legs have never been numb. So hmm. I truly believe that tree, whatever was in that tree, a spirit, I don't know, maybe it was just a coincidence, but I don't believe in coincidences. I think something happened that there was a spirit in that tree because I was drawn to that tree. I mean, really drawn to that tree. Like every time I would go outside, I'd hug it. That's that is okay. You guys have such okay. cool stories. Yeah, you don't I'll need just... me here. You've got your own story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could tell you a few more, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I recall, but when I was here a couple months ago, we, we talked about immortality. Um, the, the, the guy who claimed he was the immortal, 2,800 years old, told me, and I have it written in the book, that one of the ways to achieve immortality is to sit in an old grove of trees and meditate there and have, let the spirit of the area enter you, that ancient yeah. spirit of health and life enter you, that there's so much more we could do with trees, I believe, than we do. Oh, they can heal cancer, I believe. I truly believe because the roots go, like Chris said, they go so deep into the, the core of the earth where all the electromagnetic, everything is in there. And I truly believe, that's why earth too, I earth. I have an earthing pad in my bed. I As soon as the weather gets nice, I have my earthing shoes that I got and I go mm -hmm. out there in my bare feet. I want. I actually earth probably up until it, it actually snowed. That I went in my bare feet in the wow. ice and the snow. Yeah, I There's truly believe in that. Forest bathing. A mm. couple of the a couple of the exercises in my druid book are about meditating and feeling yourself putting spiritual roots into the ground and yeah. connecting to your, your feet. Center. Most definitely, I put my feet on the tree trunk. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. bare feet. But hands, you put your hands and your feet on it. And I tell you what, you are, if you're having a bad day. You won't have it. They'll totally go away. If you're depressed, go outside, touch a tree, and it it'll make you feel 100% better. Totally. Um, I will say before that thing happened where I went into some other dimension, um, right before that, um, I used to run on these trails by a lake I lived near. And um, there was a tree that had been... Um, I, I think I've told this before. I don't. I, I don't think you were here, Marty. Um, but there was a tree that had been. Uh, one of the branches had been scraped by by a deer or an elk. You know when they mm -hmm. they rub their antlers against them. And right. um, I put my hand on that because I felt really. You know I felt like for I was the same way as you, Jenny. I was I was really drawn to this specific tree on this trail that I always ran, and. Um, I felt like I felt bad for the tree. I felt like the tree was hurting in some way. So I put my hand on it. And this was the first time I had ever communicated with a plant. It said, we will miss you. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, miss yeah. you. What? Oh. <laughs> what? I was like, what? What is that? What is it talking about? This isn't the tree. This is a different one. But um, I was like, hey, you'll miss me. What, what does that mean? Um, and it said something about come back one day. And I had no idea what this meant. It was after... Um, you know, I skipped dimensions there. Um, 
that we ended up moving because I was I was terrified of whatever happened. We we left that town and but I had no idea obviously prior when I was running on that trail that I was going to be moving. So but the tree knew. So but I promised I would go back one one day. So the uh, that that is so cool. I'm here's 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 a thought for you. What if trees have something to do with us crossing dimensions? Maybe. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, think of look at all the well. Uh, if you're crossing, you're going through a portal. Now look at all the trees out there in the Pacific Northwest. Okay, there's a ton of trees out there. They're beautiful trees. Yes, or the Appalachian Mountains too. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. there's they could talk. Oh yeah. Well, so do we uh, think uh, that uh, trees that uh, people plant? you know, grow them, make them grow faster to use them for, you know, construction purposes or whatever. Do we, do those trees possibly have spirits or is that more of like the wild ones? You know, do you know what I mean? I think all trees have some level of spirit. I'm, I'm one of these people who believes that everything in our environment has some level of consciousness if we can connect to it. And I think trees certainly yeah. have a spirit. Now, the older the trees and the bigger the trees, the, the more, intelligence the more conscious they are but i think every tree is conscious at some level that you could connect to it and well and the thing um about trees in in the forest there it's just like people you know people who live in the forest are more connected to spirituality and the source and everything because um mm-hmm. because it's not a it's all they're further away from man-made environments you know, they're they're yes. further away from the asphalt forest. So <laughs> there's there's not a lot of pollution as far as electronics and things like that. Um, however, yes, you, you your house plants even have spirits, you know. Um, so but but I think um, when you say that, that they're you think they're connected more to other dimensions, there's a. Uh, there's a show. I don't know if you all of it. I, and I talked about this last night on my show called Once Upon a Time. And all these modern fairy tale creatures, time. they go through the trees, right? To They use the trees to ch- time travel, essentially, mm-hmm. back to different. Yeah, I can always, really... I love that show. And I loved how they do that. I mean, I believe mm-hmm. that you're right. They probably probably could do something like that or something. And like that was a, I was like, that makes, you know, that makes a lot of sense, actually, because um, who knows? I mean, and there's so many things that have have lived in trees. Mm-hmm. Now, the sad yeah. thing when you when you talk about, uh, you know, like the redwood forest and the, and the forest on the coast and stuff. I don't know if, how many people know about it, but but a huge problem right now um, are succulents, for instance. People are har- over-harvesting these succulents from California, Oregon, places like that. Well, succulents, um, because they think they're going to be more, um, and they're selling them at higher prices for because they're, they're from these big forests, but that's the ground cover for these big forests, which provide nutrients for the trees and protect, you know, all the roots and everything else. So when you take that away, that's, that's, they're more susceptible to forest fires and everything else because they don't have that moisture. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it's a huge problem this year. I don't know how many people are aware of that because succulents, especially this time of year, everybody starts selling them like crazy mm-hmm. just for decoration, gifts and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about that specifically out here in California. They mostly blame the power company for starting all the forest <laughs> no. fires. It's um yeah, it's it's in California. It's a new thing. Um, well, I mean, it's not a new thing. People have been harvesting them forever, but now they're marketing them as specifically being from those forests. So mm-hmm. people think they're more um, powerful or or whatever for their spiritual purposes, but. But I don't think a lot of people research the sustainability, you know, what damage, where your organic products are coming from or whatever, because a lot of those are doing more harm than good. Because you could go grow your own full garden of succulents really easily, but, you know, over harvesting them from places like that and destroying the forest is another thing. Yeah, I know when I was a Boy Scout, and I spent many years in the Boy Scouts and later became an Eagle Scout, we spent so much time outdoors on backpacking trips and camping. I always, I always, I always loved it because I always felt the, uh, the vibrancy of the environment, all the living trees and plants and animals. And we lose a lot of that living in cities. It's nice if you live in a place where you can get out to forests and the trees in a shorter period of time and enjoy all that again. I know we've gotten way off the original topic. <laughs> well, maybe but, we're supposed to talk about trees. You know, so here, I mean? here's something interesting. So check this out. So <clears throat> a buddy of mine, we were, we were just chit-chatting the other day and, and talking about some stuff. And um, he was telling me when he was a kid, there was this guy that we know. Uh, I'm, obviously, I won't give any names or anything. But this this gentleman, you know, it for for years was a great guy, all this stuff, and then you know he took a turn for the dark side, and he was getting into some pretty serious stuff like casting spells and everything, and he wanted to uh, summon a certain three demons. Now, in summoning these demons, the they don't want to be summoned because they're way out in the universe; they want nothing to do with you, so they will kill you. This is what the belief is. So his way of getting around this was going into the woods, deep into the woods where there's nothing but like old trees for a period of two to three months with no contact with civilization, nothing. He was just straight up like going out into the woods because it takes that amount of time to uh, see and connect with your guardian angel. So in order to summon these demons... He has to have his guardian angel to protect them from them killing him. But, you know, you could, you know, you figure like, why couldn't you do that? Like in your house or whatever or anything, but it it was specifically deep in the woods, you know, with old trees and landscape, you know, and nothing else. So, you know, that, that really kind of makes you think like what, what parts of the trees play into that with, with, you know, they just, pull so much spiritual energy that, you know, eventually the guardian angel would show up, you know, or I'd like to know the, you know, the theory behind that, how that all works out. That's a good question. My, my first guess would be just that in communing with nature, he felt a lot of different spirits and it helped him get into a more spiritual state to do that connection. Although I think vibrationally we can connect to higher level beings or lower level beings depending on what we're trying to do. I, I personally, being more focused on pure spirituality and not any particular path, believe that we can connect to any entity that we want and that we can keep ourselves in a high-level state 
or a lower level state just based on our desire. And it's much, much better to be in a high le higher level state, but certainly a person could connect with a very low level demon if you wanted and call it, call it whether it's from another dimension or something like that. I don't know. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be messing with that. But I, I, you remember my story I, about, we, about trapped, we trapped the ghost and it attacked us. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, I like Trisha's comment <laughs> about the bottle of water that other yeah. witches know about. But uh, I believe that we are spiritual beings first and we can connect to any type of consciousness in our universe or a different universe through our will. It's all a matter of what type of consciousness are we trying to be? What type of spirituality are we trying to have? And that's what determines what we end up doing. I know I'm just, that sounds like a blather, but that was kind of like. Well, and, and so in some forms of witchcraft and some, some beliefs, um, a lot of, there's a lot of demons are just considered another um, another entity that that a lot of um, witches can can work with or whatever. So um, I don't, and, and that that's not necessarily a lot of them work with them um, for for good purposes, you know, it, it's not, it's your, it's perspective, but yes. yes, there are some, some very bad ones. So it, you know, a lot of, a lot of witches come back and, and they're like, uh, they or I guess the, the newer generations, um, start working with these demons. And, and when it gets, when they get into trouble is when they start, uh, doing, doing certain rituals or, or making promises or what, and you don't want to make promise with a demon. I mean, that's, <laughs> Mm -hmm. That might that might cross lifetimes of so so you got to be careful with that but but yes there I, there's that's been in many civilizations and cultures throughout time but it's perspective again yes yes so it I'm is dangerous back, to change your vibration though going back to the little people again I think they existed before us. And they may have existed many thousands or hundreds of thousands of years before us. And they had time to evolve and they had time to achieve higher levels of consciousness. And that gave them the abilities to, I think, shift dimensions, to make themselves invisible, to do other things. A lot of which are the claims of people who've written about their experiences with the leprechauns or with the fairies or with the little people. And that's, that's my own, again, theory. I don't have any evidence to back that up. Marty, why do you believe that the little people existed before man? Why did you believe that? Or why do you believe that? Well, I, I go back to uh, the Flores evidence, which, again, may be questionable, but they show they lived 50,000 years ago and no later. So they certainly existed back then, if you believe the Flores findings. And then all the evidence from different cultures around the world, the American Indian tribes, the Hawaiians in Germany, in the British Isles, in the Middle East, Jinns. And there's similar stories. I look for the patterns. I, I always, everything I study and research, I look for patterns. 
and you don't find, let me put it in a positive way, you find patterns among things that people have seen or experienced. I don't think they would just make these things up. And many of these stories had them at about three feet tall. So I tend to think there was some type of being that existed or has existed on our earth that was uh, around three feet tall that lived way back in prehistoric ancient times. Well, don't you think so, it could be just folklore? But you said they don't make things you know, up. Where, where does folklore come from? Folklore comes from myths that people have have told over eons. stories or anything like that? I mean, Well, yeah, but they, they originate somewhere. Why do American Indians have the same beliefs as people in Ireland or Wales? Why do different countries around the world have beliefs in little people? And same thing for uh, the big ones, like the um, Bigfoot. Why do people all over the world see Bigfoots? They didn't just make it up. I, I'm one of those people who believes most people really do see something when they re make a report, whether it's a UFO or an alien or some other being, they've seen something because they were vibrationally attuned to see that. And it's not their imagination. Now they may question themselves being told by other people that they're crazy and so shut up about it, but people see lots of things. We have a way to attune to things in our environment, which is much greater than is thought possible. And does that make sense, Jen? Sort of. I mean, I'm still on the um, on the fence about the little people I can see as a, as a tribe somewhere, like you said, in Indonesia, that there could be a tribe of little people. Was this a genetic flaw? Was this, this anonymous? You know what I'm saying? How do we know it's just not some kind of genetic defect that makes You might small think people. it's just that local tribe. But again, I go back to the stories of little people being seen all over the world for centuries. I mean, it's like the, the myth of the flood. The flood is reported all over the world. Now, something happened. Something happened all over the world that people reported. Otherwise, they wouldn't have all had this flood myth. So it's, I think it's similar to experiences with little no, people. You're, when we think of, like, going back to my first couple questions about proportional sizes. I mean, because there's dwarfs that they're, you know, they're just oddly, you know, the larger head and smaller limbs. But right. you're, you're telling me that these little people are proportioned. They're just very small, three feet tall people. They might be but, proportioned different in different places. So I, since I've been doing some research on, you know, I'm a historical medium, meaning I communicate with very old spirits and one time recently, I'll have to bring it up sometime if I can find it. I was uh, drawn back to a newspaper from the late 1800s, early 1900s of some of the circuses. And these circuses had, you know, they had a Cyclops man. They had a three foot person that was one of the performers there. They had a eight and a half foot person that was you know i mean and it was all over the world there wasn't just once there wasn't just like one traveling circus in, in sort the of US. like the movie big fish <laughs> but but these people actually existed i mean they were considered by society as freaks of nature but bearded woman there's got to be you know it is so astonishing to me and profound that as humans 
as as Marty was saying, it has UFOs and the existence of winged creatures and and other beings has been documented in hieroglyphics, in cave drawings, and everything else in every single civilization, every single religion, every single culture across the entire world since the beginning of time, and nobody still believes it, even in the Bible, for that matter. So it, it's it's crazy to me that something that has so many um, witnesses is the thing that nobody believes. And then it yes. goes back to saying that, okay, if I, if I do say this and tell people about it, right, then I'm a nut. And then back in right. the third, think about it, right? Look at all the... Um, Asylums back in the 30s and 40s. I mean, yes. people would see. Well, seriously, if I heard somebody told me they saw you talk to fairies, I'd start to question their sanity. <laughs> no, no, not the fairies, anything like that. <laughs> they would put people in asylums because they had a gift that they could see things. Sort of like yes. Yes, I believe many gifted people were um, were tortured in asylums uh, yes, just I'm because sure. they were different. <laughs> Yeah, I happen to believe that a lot of people who are in mental asylums have yeah. a lot of spiritual abilities, but they yes. can't control them. Right. And therefore, exactly. they let it affect them, their, their mind. And then they tell stories and the doctors think, OK, we've got a wacko here. But I think. Well, a lot yeah, of because people some are, people that they do. I mean, there's a lot of schizophrenics that believe that yes, they talk to aliens. People, the, the men in black are after They are schizophrenic. Oh, no, I, I, I'm not doubting that. I'm sure certain a lot of those people are. But again, a lot of them, I think, are very spiritually perceptive. And I knew a few. They don't know how to control it. They don't know how to control it. But, but my thing is, at what point in our timeline, that's what I'm saying, did the shift of throwing people in an asylum happen? Because even in medieval times, they considered those people gifted. They considered those people that would have otherwise, even the people in these newspapers that were in these circuses and stuff, they considered them fascinating be, uh, humans and, and not, it wasn't someone they were going to throw in a mental institution. It was someone they wanted to be to, it was intriguing. You know, it, it wasn't until um, more modern times that that we considered people like that crazy that's what i'm saying because in medieval times they magic was was huge um kings everything royalty oh um, yeah. egyptian times same Even thing bible all used yes. dragons and and mages and sages and all of that um and wizards assisting them Trees. I, th you know, I think you it has a lot to do with the use of the scientific method. The way people have the scientific method, if they can't measure something, they they say that something doesn't exist. But that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It just means you don't have right. the instruments to measure Witch it. Witchcraft is a lot different in, than seeing fairies. Why? 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 Because, fairies? Well, Why? because I don't know. I, I mean, witchcraft is so much different. Like it's been said in the Bible, there was witchcraft, and there was kings that actually went to the witchcraft, went to to the the I don't know what you witches call, witches to get uh, advice on war. I mean, I, but I don't see them ever going there and talking about fairies. Why not? I don't Maybe know. I'm not. just saying. I don't. I don't. I don't have any knowledge. Maybe of fairies reading were. Like, Maybe they were angels. Yeah, maybe I think, our, different I think in our modern society, the people who are scientifically minded, remember, I'm an engineer and I was trained in a lot of science like physics. 
a lot of those people don't believe in something unless it can be scientifically proven. Yeah, my son. And that, that attitude has been going on for hundreds of years now since the scientific method really started paying off. And it had the technology developed as a result has definitely helped our society immensely. You can't argue with that. But it closes people off. It helps them keep them from their mind about things that are not well understood. Absolutely. And one of the let me just elaborate for a second. I wrote a lot about how to use the scientific method method to to measure the paranormal. And the issue is a lot of the things that are unknown today are things that we can't measure properly because we don't have the instruments to do it. And maybe people's perceptions could also be instruments. And that's something I get into in the book. But again, the problem with many people who are scientifically and technically trained is unless something is proven by a scientific experiment, to them it doesn't exist. And to me, that's extremely narrow-minded. It's extremely narrow-minded about our consciousness, about our spiritual aspects, which yeah. I know from personal experience. Well, a little exists. bit off, a little bit off the subject, and and, and I, I will say it was my son growing up. I mean, he went to church with his mom every Sunday. He was an altar boy, the whole nine yards. And then he got into the scientific field, right? Mm -hmm. And he don't believe in God no more. That's a problem with a lot of people. Lots you know what I mean? So, believe. and it killed her. It killed his mom, you know? Yeah. But I, I see it happening, and it's true. He don't yeah, Young Sheldon God. doesn't believe in God. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, it's, it's very common. In fact, like a lot of the uh, entrepreneurs and scientists today, are talking about longevity and immortality, and they think it's all a physical thing. My own beliefs is that there's a big spiritual aspect to it too. And I've had enough experiences, spiritual experiences to totally believe in the spirit and, and consciousness being aside from our body. But many mm -hmm. people never have those experiences. And, and in our modern society, they just poo-poo the whole idea of God. They poo-poo the whole idea of consciousness being there and separate from our bodies. Or being us being integrated with an eternal spirit. So, yes, I understand where you're coming from, Sean. Yeah. Somebody had to create all this. There's, uh, as far as, you know, needing to have proof, it, there's there's a lot of things we haven't seen that we believe in, though. I mean, I've never seen a hurricane, but apparently mm -hmm. those exist, you know. <laughs> it's like, right. it's, it, so, so it doesn't make sense to me that, but, but the thing is, there's, like you said, there's there's proof now, uh, especially with modern technology of all these things. I even had, going back to, uh, I can't think of who's producing. I know Marvel is com Marvel is coming out with um, the multiverse right in a few months, I think, um, and it made me think of, of different portals and everything. And when we're trying to figure out how all of these things are at different parts of the world and different cultures and all of that. Well, as far as, as my beliefs, it, we have an entire collective consciousness. So when there's a, an idea, it's kind of like uh, the more energy put into that, it, it grows, obviously. But mm -hmm. a perspective based on your environment is going to be different in those different parts of the world. That's where you get similar religions, but in different parts or, or you know, the pyramids looking almost almost identical, but like different decor, different parts of the world. Um, 
But then it occurred to me as far as these portals and, and vortexes and stuff and mirrors, when we talk about mirrors, I, I know when you go to, uh, if you ever go to like pagan or witches retreats and things like that, they'll have mirrors in the forest and stuff. Yeah. Now, what is uh, really disturbing to me, I had this epiphany today, kind of kind of a vision. Um, these new uh, telescopes they put in the sky, these new mirrors they're putting in the sky. What if that's creating, that could 100% uh, who and especially whoever controls that, that could give a lot of power to different dimensions, different different portals, because it is literally mirroring back to Earth. No, I didn't know that. So, um, and that's that scary. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a scary thing. Because it's a giant mirror, you know, kind of like the ocean. The ocean. It, that's why people, a lot of people say they see UFOs going in out of water water reflects right so that's another mirror that's that's essentially that's how it's another portal exactly i just want to pause real quick and thank our sponsor carnation for sponsoring the second hour of chasing prophecy thank you carnation thank you carnation <laughs> thank you carnation yeah. Well done, to, Jenny. Well a done. A lot to take in. A lot of information. Is, is very important, really, because you cover a lot of out-of-the-box subjects, which have some validity, and it helps people open their minds about what is possible. Because in our society, we're taught to have really closed minds about the unknown, about what's possible, and a lot of people then form their own mental framework of the world based on that. And then they become closed-minded to some of these concepts. Right. So I, I think this is very valuable what you guys do. Well, we have a motto um, in PPS, and it's simple. Uh, we will respect what you believe in. Just please respect what I believe in, what we believe mm -hmm. in. You know what I mean? And and go from there. I'm not going to try to force you, Marty, you know, scenario. I'm not going to try to force you and pine paranormal into your brain where you know that eh, I don't think so, but I respect <laughs> what you believe in, just as long as you respect what we believe in. Sure, sure. I mean, and you figure, you know, all the all the dimensional stuff, and you know, little people and everything come from other dimensions. Just because we don't see it, doesn't mean it's not real. Because take for example, like your cell phone. When you call somebody, you're sending out waves. Can we see it? No, but obviously it works because the other person on your line will pick up, you know, so it's just all energy and, you know, so it's very well, you know, all those dimensions and all the mm -hmm. things that we talk about are, could highly be, you know, hundred percent real. It's like convincing an atheist to believe in the almighty. Exactly. <laughs> we don't see one of the biggest, you know, uh, as uh, especially most recently, we are most afraid there is a great fear of something we don't see ever in this world in the last few years. Viruses. Viruses and bacteria mm. are technically living, evolving, uh, microscopic right. things. But you can't see them under a microscope. 
<laughs> How do you know? I mean, I'm sure you could see a fairy under my skirt. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a little fly with wings. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's paganism and, and witchcraft. Oh, my you know, goodness gracious. We Get think, your bug um, light out, Jenny. Yeah. As above, so below. And if you think about it, that's like I was talking about with the giant microscope or the giant telescope in the sky the, or microscope or whatever they, they have. Um, that's a giant. Remember the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Same concept. That is basically a giant microscope looking at the Earth. And then on the Earth, you have other microscopes looking at, at states. And then you have other, what are satellites? Same thing. And then you have other microscopes looking at people. And then yeah. it it's, it's all goes down to all the way to your science class. You know, and so it, if you, especially if you ever saw Men in Black, where like the cat was wearing an entire universe on its collar. Yes, yes. How do we know that that doesn't actually um, happen? And that'd be tiny, tiny people, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, when I, when I went to engineering school, and it's probably still the same, a lot of people, believe they could learn everything about our universe and our world through engineering and science. And what I realized after getting my degree, which was engineering science, a lot of physics involved, a lot of nuclear engineering, was that we know very little. We know a very little bit about our world. There's a lot of unknown things. And we try to ignore them because it doesn't fit with our concept of how the world works. And we really need to be more open-minded. And that, I guess that's one reason I pursued a lot about the paranormal and spiritual things in my life, because I felt there was a whole lot more out there to understand. And yes, I've been proven correct. Mm -hmm. And I'm much happier, I think, as a result. So anyway, the, uh, the little people are an exciting topic. The, uh, whether you believe them or not, but I think the, the point that people should get from this is to be open-minded about what they see, open-minded about things they hear, and not just let the other people tell them that they're nuts. Yes. They, you should value your perceptions because you may be perceiving something other people don't. And you should have confidence in that and, and save it and tell people who will understand you. I tell people that all the time going into paranormal investigations to not mm-hmm. expect... Um, or have an expectation of what everyone else has seen or heard or whatever at that specific place. Mm-hmm. Because um, then sometimes if you're looking specifically for one, it's like the law of attraction. If you're looking just for that one thing, you're going to miss all the other things. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's my theme. I try and explore a lot of the out of the box subjects out there. And I find more and more every day. And the more I think I know, the more I realize that I don't know. And if I can mention my website one more time. Absolutely. mkettingtonbooks.com at m-k-e-t-t-i-n-g-t-o-n-b-o-o-k-s.com. I've got a lot of categories of books there, spiritual, paranormal, UFOs and aliens, everything to do with the little people and legendary beings and all that type of thing. And that's stuff I really, that's a lot of books there. I really enjoy that stuff. And uh, in fact, one of the things I've worked on in my last couple of books is a paradigm for how do you tell the truth about yourself and your relationships and the world. And there's a lot of techniques you can use to do that, to figure out what's real and what's just misleading. 
because I think a lot of our educational system and our government tries to suppress creative thought, tries to suppress how we think, and we need to fight against that. We need to be open-minded and think outside of the box to be, and it'll make us happier too. I'm getting way off the track. I know that. No, you're not. No, you're no, absolutely. You have a lot of books out there to read. I mean, you can spend a long time on your uh, Amazon page yeah. <laughs> looking at all your different books. But thank you so much for joining us yeah, again Morgan. tonight. Thank Morgan. you, Martin, well, for coming to Torture Tuesday. I always enjoy always. being with you. You're a great bunch of people. I think you're doing an important mission. And thank I just you. enjoy so much sitting here and chatting with you. So thank thanks. You, same same to you. Same to you. Uh, you have Enjoy the rest of the week, Marty. Okay, you guys too. Bye. That was enjoyable. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it was, it was very, very enjoyable. Good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He does have a lot of books out there. I mean, I was, I don't know where he finds the time to write them all. I'll tell you that. I have a hard time just concentrating on one. <laughs> well, you got to focus. Oh, yeah. Drink, I got to focus. Drink some focus right. and focus. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, turn focus. Sure. Help you focus. Focus. Yeah, so you guys ready for um off topics? Oh uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, I gotta hear what Paps is. Well, uh, I have I'll go first because I was watching a new series on Peacock. Did you guys happen to watch the Tiger King on Netflix documentary? Yeah, no, I think it's an ass. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. I watched it. Yeah. It was so good. Well, there's a news, there's a there's a new series on um peacock and it goes behind now i didn't watch the documentary i flipped through them on netflix but when i watched the series it made me want to go back and watch the documentary so i'm doing that now and i was fascinated because i wanted tiger and it's I just well that long hair guy he died did you know that which no, one i can't remember his name the long hair guy yeah, the, you mean the one that guy? Was the guy that fed the, the he was the he was the one that fed them yeah, yeah, he was real cool. How did he, he was die? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it was him out of the crew, but uh, it was on it was on the I news or something a long Aww. time ago. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, one. but it was it's really really worth it. Um, I didn't even know there was this battle going between um, Joe. Um, I'm not sure how he pronounces his name. I know chasing something. Um, in that I'm not. It's an Italian name, but him and Carol Bassett was so, so much. There was so on yeah what is that they were having this battle i never knew that that happened like where was i back then because it was all over the news i heard do you guys didn't hear i mean were you, i heard about you know, it in the news but I, do you remember it when it was happening like in 2020 no, i never no, i had I don't no watch the news I, I don't. I don't even. I wasn't even interested in it. I thought it was a bunch I, of well. Crap. You know what? I wasn't either. But <laughs> you know, I didn't know that there were these, a bunch of tiger crap, Pap. Well, I didn't know that they had these these zoos that they um bred the tigers, and I didn't know there was such a, you know, like activists that were trying, like Peta was trying to put to take them down. And why would this woman, Carol Bassett, want to destroy his life like that? He. I, I watched the movie, and then I went back and looked at. The, the documentary i never saw him hurting the tigers they weren't being mistreated they had a lot of room to run it's like why did she want did she just do it for i know? don't know her husband disappeared and a lot of people think that uh the she first fed, one she fed him to the tigers yeah Maybe she did the first it was just Maybe i thought just it was hates men you know 
No, because she had a really good she had a really good third marriage, though. So. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fascinating that you know people actually did that. They raised, you know, they bred the tigers, and then they. I didn't know there was all these zoos all over the place. I didn't know they wanted to take them out, but it was a good it was a good series. Cool. I would yeah. watch it, but that was one of my off topics. And the fact that there's a new world order <laughs> that Biden wants to create, <laughs> you have to go into the new world. Trish, I'm surprised you don't know about that. The, the new, new world, world order. Yeah. From WCW. They, they're, they're, they want a, to start a new world order. <laughs> they want to tear down. That's They said that's exactly what they're doing now. Tear down what we have now to make this new world order. It's not going like to happen. One currency. Like everybody Hasn't that been has... in talks since the beginning of time? Yes, it's not going to happen, Jen. I don't, I don't know. It. I don't it's believe it. To... No. Bullshit. No. There's too Biden, much greed, out, too much greed it, out there. Biden <laughs> actually said it the other day, yesterday. <laughs> well, I'm not even... <laughs> okay. that, was just, that was an off topic because I never... <laughs> I just thought Pap's it was getting really... all flustered. Uh, well, let's talk about fairies, okay? No, no, I want to talk about my off topic is uh, <laughs> we uh, subscribe to a British uh, TV station. It's called Brickbox. Has anyone ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. And I've heard of that actually. Yeah, and they have some pretty cool shows on there. They Isn't really cool? do. Um, but the only problem is. They, you, you can't understand what they're I saying. can't understand them. I, I <laughs> it's hard. understand the Brits when turn they turn the talk. captions on. Oh man, I think the captions have a hard time. Yeah, we tried it one time and the captions were way off, they couldn't understand. Yeah, Sean, I tried to. The one show that I could understand was Downton Abbey. I could understand that because they didn't have that. There's certain dialects in Britain that there's the uh. The slummy part, like the, um, what do they call it? Come on, you know what I'm talking about. They have a different accent. Gaelic. Gaelic. It's not the real, you know, it's it's the lower class section of Britain. Yeah. That has, Uh, I don't know if it's Liverpool, that has a really hard dialect. I I think it's Manchester. Manchester has the hard dialect. Yeah, it's just so hard to understand. And so, but I have one complaint about it now with, with what's going on over in uh, Ukraine, um, we have a hard time getting it because I do believe that there's really crappy internet service over in that area. So every time that we turn it on, I have to go through and, and put, Maybe. Number, put numbers well, and letters in in order if to it's get recently. This. They've been, you know, because of the the conflicts, they've been blocking a lot of internet. Stuff yeah, from from that part of the world. So, yeah. Well, that was a nice topic. My yeah, off topic was, which I've thought about this a lot, especially since uh, we're getting into tornado and rainy season everywhere and yeah. stuff. Um, <clears throat> so cemeteries, right? And there was a time in Kansas, and I don't, if I could think of the town that I was in, because it was flooding one time, and we came upon this. I was with a friend. We came upon this town. And the lady said, we were lost because we couldn't go through roads. They had closed off roads. Mm-hmm. We had to take other ones. And um, due to the storms, you know, GPS and things like that didn't work. And we came to this little tiny town. And this lady said she was there um, to see the the um, graves and the bodies floating up at the cemetery. We're like, 
what what <laughs> we're like what cemetery and where are these bodies you know because i i there was so much water that um they were actually raising some of the it was a really old cemetery i guess and i i we couldn't get there we didn't know where it was at so i didn't actually see it but Zombies. that made me think of um like new orleans the the graves that are above ground that they did because of the flood or you know the water and stuff do you all think so so to me it's odd that that we don't bury people and, and it's it's a lot of native and, and shamanic and and pagan beliefs you know we believe that your body goes back in the ground to give back to the earth after you die um so it's interesting to me do you think when they are Ooh. buried right. above ground have they're stuck there they can't they're not connected to source because they are literally uh put above ground for eternity in their graves they're not buried they're not back in the earth they're not able to rebirth that cycle so That's do you weird. think that that keeps the, any of them in these mausoleums and stuff do you think it keeps those souls and and maybe back then that's why they did that because new orleans was was a town of vampires and you know everything mm. else i don't do you know. think, I think their souls are stuck because they can't they're less connected to the earth no the souls go no matter where they're at i don't, I, don't I, know. I you know what that's a, i'm gonna have honestly because they, they, they can't think about that their roots like they're not right. that you know even if someone is cremated and you scatter their ashes, it goes back into the wind. It's carried by the wind, the soil, the water, whatever you whatever you do with them. And when Jesus comes back, they'll go up as cigarettes. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm saying they're not. You know, they're in right. They're like entombed above ground, and they have no way of of connecting. That's, to that's I think your soul can just get out of there. I don't think it's trapped. Ooh, well, that's that's for another show that one Jason, i just what? i just had this this like dream about this the other day so hmm, that's interesting that's my, let me think yeah. about that seriously trish i'll get back to you on that next week jason what's yours oh mine is actually uh, an experience i had this week it was kind of it was kind of neat it was uh changing from time zones uh so <laughs> well no it's because you know i'm a mobile welder and uh, me and my business partner, we get called out to go sometimes states, you know, hours away. Well, this job was on the Illinois-Indiana border. Like, we were only half an hour south of Chicago or whatever. So we left Sunday around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, the GPS you know, says we were going to arrive at the hotel by 1150. So we were driving and driving and driving. Nothing's changing, you know, no clocks or nothing. We, we didn't even think about it. So we get uh pretty close out there and it's like okay 11 50 it looks like we got about an hour left and uh stop get gas shut the truck off and everything get back in and all of a sudden we're like only 20 minutes away and it, it was saying like 10 something and we're like i'm looking at him he's looking at me like this is weird because <laughs> his weird. his phone was saying the time zone from you know back our way and then mine jumped ahead and the GPS had no idea what was going on, it seemed like. So we had no clue what we were doing. So we get to the hotel. Nobody knows what time it is. All the clocks are different. Even the alarm clock in the hotel room was saying something else from my phone, his phone. So like, well, hopefully we get to the job at the right time. <laughs> but it, it was weird because it was almost like a felt like a time warp almost. Like the hour disappeared. And I'm wondering, you know, was that like 
relatively the exact point where the time zone for that hour changes you know what i mean like as you mm-hmm. start going west you know it's an hour and two hours and three hours like i'm wondering if that was pretty much dead on where that was but then when we left as soon as we got in the truck to leave the job the clocks were all saying back home's time like mm. nothing ever happened Did you so ever change like, your like, what is going truck? on well it's all from satellite you mm. know so the gps and everything so it was just really confusing we had no idea so we're like calling home like hey what time is it there so we know what time we're actually getting home you know, have you so ever that- um crossed the like flown across or or been in a boat or whatever across the international dateline yes yes it's uh, weird like there you there's a uh i don't know it, it's like you can feel it or something when, when i was in the navy when we we did it uh, uh we sailed around the world and every day we would have to move the clocks up every day you know what i yeah. mean and while we were going we always set them back but coming home we said every day we set them up in our every day see i felt like it was like some back to the future stuff because it was like we just had daylight savings last weekend then we're driving and we're losing hours nobody knows what time it is and then we leave and then it's a different hour and it's like i don't yeah. even know what's going on at this did point. it screw up your sleep uh that's always screwed up so i don't yeah, think it really makes a difference <laughs> Everybody. I was just oh, trying to set my alarms for the right time. Cool. I've noticed, I mean, a lot of times that happens during retrogrades and stuff. And there's not just Mercury. There's other planets that go into retrograde. But I've noticed that um, if during those those times, I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's that's when, like, my calendar's off, you know, that I always change and things like that happen. I'm like, wait, I didn't set my alarm for that time. Things like that. I want to uh, just make a real quick pause. I want to talk about... Um, uh, two two fellas that i met and i want to thank them for this part of this last part of the show just give me me and sean say you're welcome jenny yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) i found and they're sponsoring this part of the show and they have a youtube channel too which i find to be very scary I checked them out. So I want you guys to check them out too. And thank you for sponsoring this part of the show. Um, before we say goodbye, I want to mention them. Um, the new reality paranormal featured empath and sensitive Cody Fortune and medium Sean Adam. They take you along on a terrifying investigation of the farmhouse, a sinister building with a past of bloodshed and pain. As they investigate the crumbling building, their equipment picks up and unimaginable responses. You know how that is, Sean. And Jason voices, shadow people, and much more. And I want you to check out their YouTube channel. I found it to be so interesting and so scary. Some of the stuff they pick up is really cool. The New Reality Paranormal YouTube page, subscribe, check out their book. I have a link on the website and in the bio in the show notes. And you can find it on Amazon, on the farmhouse. And that is so cool. But I want to thank you guys again. We're going to try to get them on the show. That's going to be cool. So hopefully we'll keep your finger crossed that we get them on the show. I'm really excited about it, guys. Thanks again. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to get them on the show. They're they're a paranormal group, and they have a really good um, YouTube channel. So I want you guys to check them out. I The only thing about these two guys, they work nights. So it's going to be hard for us to get them on the show. And I thought I'd tell you on the show while we're on live. So you can't back out. <laughs> I want to see about having, um, if we can pre-record them for a show. 
That'd be nice. Because they're really interesting. And I was watching their YouTube videos, man. There's their series investigators. I thought they were really cool. And I don't know. We're going to try to get them on. So I don't know what day would be good to do it. You know, whatever guy, what you guys can do, basically. I mean, even for an hour. I thought I tried to talk to them. Like maybe we could do it on a, a off night. And then earlier, maybe that you guys can give up an hour. And then we don't have to do the show. We can have two say off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can have two say <laughs> off. We pre-recorded. Uh, I don't know, but they're uh, really neat. Um, check them out because I thought they were really fascinating. What you could do is you could uh, pre-record them, but just take all of our shows and just like take dubs of questions <laughs> or whatever we asked and paste <laughs> that in. So you don't even yeah. have to be there at all. <laughs> Maybe it's hard. But there's so many guests I want to get on the show that that they can't be on Tuesday night. They can't do Tuesday. A lot of people out of state, like the UK. Germany, you know, they can't do um well if we pre recorded if we pre recorded we could interact with guests could ask more questions because we could pay more attention to the chat. <clears throat> That's true. That's true. I don't even know. Is is there gonna be a chat when they're pre recorded? I haven't I seen know. any no I didn't think it happened the last time we did it. Did there is on other it? shows. <clears throat> did you do a pre recorded show? I never did. I, no, I I didn't. I've watched other shows on our network what? that were pre-recorded, and they the the hosts are there present during the live oh, really? time, um, and they answer questions. Um, um, the Outer Realm just did it like, oh, okay. like a week ago or something, and they answer questions in the chat room because their guests, you know, couldn't. It was recorded earlier in the day, but yeah. I thought that was neat because then anything our listeners have questions about, um, re- while and plus we could interact more since, um, you know, maybe we could we could have our guests talk more about their show and everything and then that's after that when we all watch it together again we could uh we could discuss that more so they would yeah, have more we could to do talk that. about it because there's a there's a, another guest that he's in the uh, uk and he said he's like two in the morning he it's kind of we'll just have to figure out a day that we all can do it um it's kind of hard me. yeah it's kind of hard like we're pretty booked up um till the end of may with guests Who's uh, next week, Jim? I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> oh my God! There's the there's the flea market a ball. We forgot to ask him a question. Anybody's got a question for the old guy? No, not <laughs> he tonight. Me. He scares me. <laughs> okay, let's is the see. pre-recording <clears throat> going to work? What do you mean? Oh, you have to ask, ask the uh, flea oh. market a ball. Mr. Project, is the pre-recording going to work? The outcome. Cannot be predicted. <laughs> I know. I really can't predict it. Anyway. That makes a lot of sense. Yes, without question. <laughs> He's possessed. Hey, if that thing goes off when I'm not <laughs> on the show, I'll be worried. Why? You never know. If it went off by itself, I'd be worried. That'd, I think that would be neat, man. That would be great. Okay. Well, Once, make sure there's a little there's a little salvation bell that I have, Salvation Army bell. And <clears> there was a ghost in my room. Because oh, one night it was on, on my uh dresser and it started to ring. This right. little bell. 
Uh, that that's that's scary. I'm sorry. I had if you're a cool by, experience, if you're uh, by yourself week. and it goes off by yourself and you're all by yourself, I'd be scared. So I was uh I was here by myself with the dogs and uh I was talking to a friend on the phone and if we're doing some renovations, you know, in the dining room and kitchen and everything, and it's nearing the mm-hmm. finish line, but uh I'm just sitting there and I heard all this loud crash and banging around, sound oh like God. pots and pans, and I'm like who like what, what's going on i'm the only one here so i go out there's nothing out because everything's like in the oven you know just for storage right now uh and i was it was just kind of mind-boggling it's cool to experience it you know so maybe the spirits are acting up here a little bit i guess yeah I you're doing the Portal, remodel, baby. They remod- you're remodeling like you're making them oh yeah they always get excited <clears throat> they haven't been that bad this time yet Oh, real, real quick, before you want to know what our guest is, it's um, his name is Bill Heeland, aka Dover Paratech. He's, oh, a, he's always uh, in the chat, yeah. He's in the chat all the time. Yeah, he's a paranormal researcher, published the author of Subject Technology Used in Paranormal Research. He's enjoyed listening to our show and he believes in um, all kind of alternative perspectives in the paranormal field. And you make a believer out of you, Jenny. What? We'll all make a believer out of you eventually. I am a believer. <laughs> I just don't. I'm just very skeptical when it comes to fairies. That's all. Believe Believe me, I have aliens. Well, yeah, we know that. <laughs> I believe. I want you to respect what I believe too. Okay. <laughs> and I respect you. Know it. Know it. <laughs> Okay. Me too, me too. All right, Joe. All right. Well, it's time to say goodbye. Yep. Yeah. Thanks Good for night. tuning in to this week's Torture Tuesday. Thank you, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for joining Chasing Prophecy Radio Program on the FM 105.3 UPR Network. Okay. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> See you later, folks. <laughs> Ciao.